Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, county registrars raise alarms. Also, the V-Team takes a look at federal funds flowing into Alabama. And the state's 1901 constitution was written for the elites. Treasure bath! I'm going to have a treasure bath! Treasure bath! Treasure bath! Talk about an orgy of greed and corruption. There you have it. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Josh Moon, opinion columnist and investigative reporter for APR, Susan Britt, associate editor at Alabama politics, and Jonathan Barbie, Jefferson County constable, GOP stalwart, and the producer of the voice of Alabama politics. Welcome. Glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to be Good here. Good to have you. Uh, Jack has been in Texas. All his exes live in Texas. Uh, uh, so anyway, he's been down there visiting. Uh, but Susan, we had a story last week on the Alabama County Registrars. And these are the people who are tasked with adding people to the voter rolls, with verifying that they can vote. And they also are tasked with taking people off the rolls, with purging the rolls. What we have come to learn is that they have no boss, no master, no oversight. They can do pretty much what they want to do without anybody telling them anything. Mm -hmm. And the only really thing they're subject to is, well, kind of nothing. Kind of Just nothing. federal laws, basically. Yeah. yeah. They basically get paid by the state $80 a day for when they show up. Uh, and then most of the time that's supplemented by the county from anywhere from $5 a day to $50 a day plus some other items. But there's no rule that says they have to stay more than five minutes. Right. They can literally go to the courthouse, go, hey, somebody see me? And bill the state for a day. Uh, they don't have to stay. They, they have, and nobody can tell them that, that they can't do that. There's nothing in the Constitution that says it sets any parameters for these folks either. So they're pretty much just free to do whatever. Who do I call for that? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. Well, well, and how it works is registrars are appointed by the governor, uh -huh. the, uh, the Ag and Industry mm -hmm. Commissioner, yeah. and the auditor. So in this case, it's Kay Ivey, Stan Pate, and Jim, Jim Ziegler, Ziegler. <laughs> appointing them. Uh, but Jonathan, the crazy thing is, I mean, recently, uh, Governor Ivey's office appointed a woman over in Hale County to the registrar's office who had been charged 
with felony counts of voter fraud. Now, she, she pled that down to a misdemeanor, but when we brought that up, the Secretary of State said, well, we can't do anything about it because you can't fire them except for cause. That, that's amazing to me, and I, I'm sure that John Merrill would like to clean a lot of this up yeah. and the registrars. Yeah. It's amazing to me, first of all, that the governor's office appointed someone to a, a person who was in charge of voter registry, registering position, who had a, a former charges of voter fraud. That's amazing to me. Look, Jonathan, it came up as first item in a Google search. First it's, item. It, it's amazing, and you know, there are registrars, um, Sounds like a gravy job. Yeah. I'm sure it gets a little busy around voter season, but the rest of the year sounds like a gravy job. It's not the only office in the state that doesn't have oversight. There's plenty of offices yeah. that don't have oversight. Yeah. That's true. There, there are a lot of little jobs like that around the around the state and in government stuff that doesn't have the oversight. But I, what <laughs> what disqualifies you from being a registrar if voter fraud does not disqualify? Well, we were I don't understand. moral That's turpitude. Well, you know, <laughs> and here's an interesting thing. Voter fraud. I know. I know, right? Well, she was not convicted. All right? She was, she was convicted. Uh, but of a misdemeanor. But, yeah, but a voter fraud misdemeanor. <laughs> Let's just say, moral turpitude. They're getting Six this. Counts. They must be getting these people out of Montgomery. That's all I can figure out. What? I, I don't. Uh, even if that it was a misdemeanor. <laughs> I mean, it was that was still the job. It, yeah, I, mean, I know. Like, you know, I know. Your job is I to know. make widgets, and you were arrested for making illegal widgets. <laughs> we don't let you make widgets anymore. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, it's well, you know, there's a really interesting thing about, about this whole deal. The reason why they originally gave the registrars this much power is so that they could suppress the votes mm -hmm. of African Americans. Mm -hmm. And poor whites. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a time in Alabama and in some major counties like Lowndes County, where there were not there was not a single black voter registered. Mm -hmm. It just didn't exist. <clears throat> now, people will tell you today that they can't wholesale right. mm -hmm. and suppress the vote. But they can do it in little ways uh, and in stupid ways. You mean like where Mo Brooks and Patricia Todd showed up to vote, you know, two representatives <coughs> of the state, and they were inactive on yeah. the voter rolls? Yeah. Because it had been a purge. I'm pretty cool with Mo Brooks being uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but <laughs> never, never been allowed to do anything again. But, uh, and, so, and also, in a lot of these counties, they are very unrepresentative right. of the voting you know, public right, out there. Right. Uh, there are a lot of 95, 98% black counties that have a strictly white registrar board. Well, and, and Wilcox County is one of them, mm -hmm. that you have three white registrars in a county that is predominantly black. Mm -hmm. Now, what's interesting to me is one of those, that is one of the places where a registrar was removed. Mm -hmm. John Merrill is the only Secretary of State who is removed and sitting registrar in 20 years. He's removed wow. three of them. Removed wow. three. Two of them he removed, and one of them they One of them was in Wilcox County, and they could not find a black individual in all of Wilcox County to take that seat. This is 2019. They couldn't find or didn't look for Yeah, <laughs> this is 2019. I mean, come for. on. Yeah. It's 2019. I, I mean, we're you know. I don't want to to, to disparage the, the the people who are working in Wilcox County as registrars. I mean, they're probably fine people. <laughs> I mean, they probably sure. probably do a good job, at whatever. But you're right. I mean, if you're talking about your your peers and, and appointing people into these positions, and, yeah. And you know, I think that solves a lot of problems. We've got a lot of issues in the state that could probably be cleared up if we would just 
focus a bit more on making people more representative yeah. of the population. Today. Well, and I think we only got, we got less than a minute because all this took so long. But the other thing is, is travel. The state pays a tremendous amount of money uh -huh. for these guys to travel, and these women to travel to training sessions, Susan. Mm -hmm. And and like one county uh, went from their county to a beach county, which was 20 miles away, stayed overnight, had a little meeting, and the state taxpayers paid for it, and nobody could stop them. There's only one training that's required uh, every year, and that's issued by yeah. the Secretary of State, yeah. but they come up yeah. with their own training. How long do they stay <coughs> registrars? Forever? For, no, four, four years. years, but if they, if somebody likes them, we've had registrars stay for as long as 30. But again, where do I sign? All right, well, that's going to have John, Jonathan, Jonathan and, and Josh are looking yeah. for appointments. Call me. All right, <laughs> we'll be back. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Hello. I'm William Wyatt Bibb, the first governor of Alabama. On December 14, 1819, Alabama became the 22nd state to enter the Union. This year, we celebrate 200 years of statehood. There is no better way to commemorate our 200th anniversary than by registering to vote and securing your government-issued photo ID. Together, let's make a difference for Alabama. Uh, Josh, you, we wrote this week about the 1901 mm -hmm. Constitution, Alabama's 1901 Constitution, and how the Constitution was written mm -hmm. to basically disenfranchise poor people, mm -hmm. people of color, really rural Alabamians in favor of the, the land barons mm -hmm. and the big industry. Yeah. And today, uh, uh, that has left us with an unfair tax system, mm -hmm. with and uh, Tom, uh, Bailey Thomas Thompson Thompson mm -hmm. said that this was our biggest impediment to progress. Yeah. And there's a lot of truth in that. Oh yeah, it's been that way for, for you know decades now, and uh, you know, and, and I think a lot of people have realized it along the way. But you know, we've had the same issues of trying to change our constitution for obvious reasons, you know, we had interracial marriage ban in that constitution for years, took us until the, what, 90, early 2000s before we get, ever get that thing out. Two votes it took to get it out of there and still barely passed. Uh, and so, yeah, that constitution is really atrocious if you go back and you look at it. And it wasn't, you know, I, I've come to think of it more so uh, as they weren't necessarily trying to disenfranchise those people. They were trying to protect their own wealth. 
Sure. Uh, and, and that's what they have set up. They've set up this system where, you know, land for this use and this thing, where, you know, it's taxed at a lower rate and this way we don't have to pay. And it was all set up so they didn't have to contribute their money to the school systems and other things that were going to the black and poor white communities uh, around. And so that's where we've continued. We've, we've got our tax structure from that and we've never changed it. But well, you Jonathan, also get the registrars out of it too. Oh, yeah, yeah well, you yeah, can't right. get, the, you know, they're in yeah. there too. Yeah. Uh, which Jonathan, you know, a lot of this was response to uh, the Civil War yes. and mostly to Reconstruction mm -hmm. when the federal government basically came down and occupied Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it goes back to the theory. It goes back to local rule, protecting your state, protecting your, your local, so that people from somewhere else don't tell you what to do. In theory, you know, that's great. But it, it's like I was telling you all earlier, you know, we're looking at, you know, it's 120 or so years old. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go to rewrite it, then you've got the lobbyists down here who get their grubby hands in it. So you're kind of in a catch-22. Well, you know? I mean... Home rule is, is great, unless they want to remove Confederate statues in Birmingham. The last time no. that they tried to clean up the racist, racist language <laughs> in the Constitution, they basically, well, they didn't basically, they wrote out the right for a child, yeah. Alabama citizen, to have a public education. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's a catch, you know, you, you go to try to, if, if you were to try to have a constitutional convention and rewrite the Constitution, mm -hmm. someone from somewhere is going to put their grubby hands in it. So, you know, it's like Bill said earlier, you know, it's going to take a long time to fix it uh, in a minute. With, with 140 bozos over in the state house, and then you get the lobbyists involved, oh, saying. my God, oh, it'll be a disaster. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Constitution that the Porch Creek Indians are going to do. <laughs> that, that's what they completely take over. Listen, I was going to say it, but I just let John yeah, say it. I mean, <laughs> it's true. I mean, bless their hearts. You know, I think this new group that's come out with, yeah. with Gerald Dial has mm -hmm. kind of opened a few folks' eyes. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And, and they're going, even legislators. What? Yeah. I really think the kicker, Susan, and, and, and we've been saying this for years, not that the Porch Creek are bad folks, no. but they've made so much money yeah. that they can buy these guys cheap. Mm -hmm. And as my mom used to say, if we could buy them for what they're worth mm -hmm. and sell them for what they think they're worth, we would be making a lot of money. Yeah. Well, the Porch Creek figured that out. Yes. Well, 90% of those 140 over there have already taken money from them, even though the Republican bylaws, my understanding is, says they can't take but gambling anyway, money. I think it's interesting people going on and on and on about dark money. Well, it's great dark money when it's your yeah. dark, dark money. money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dale, I mean, you know, Dale Marsh, Senator Dale Marsh had a, yeah. one of those groups that promoted And we went on about that dark education. money and he was... Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, you don't hear these paid websites going, dark money. Yeah. No, this is reform education. But this, again, back to Jonathan's point, is part of the problem. There are people who figured out how to get rich mm -hmm. using the system. That's right. Yeah, no, it is. And, and you're <coughs> exactly right about the Porch Creek. No one is claiming they're doing anything Not illegal. They're doing what everybody else who's come along for years have, have done here. But at a point... We're, we're not operating very well. No, so at no. some point, you've got to say, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. And, and change some things yeah. around. And I think it does start with that constitution uh, in, in terms of a tax structure yeah. uh, to, to give people an opportunity to, <coughs> to rise up out of poverty. Well, and speaking of poverty, Jonathan was pointing out we try to keep the federal government out of our business. <laughs> Susan, one third of Alabama's revenue 
depends on the federal government sending us some cashy. No. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be the poorest third world country yeah. in the northern hemisphere. Oh, as, long, as long as it's not Medicaid expansion, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, because that's dirty. We take 30% of our money already from the federal government. But, but that somehow that doesn't but, make but sense. But Jonathan, Republicans hate the federal government. We do. We hate the federal. So, so you know, they get the registrars that don't answer to anybody who suppress votes, and they get the 1901 Constitution uh, so that we can have our local rule. We don't want the feds in our pocket, and then it leads up to, hey, but we'll take your money. <laughs> <laughs> that may be smart. <laughs> Probably is. Yeah, yes, I guess it's well, working for somebody. You know. <laughs> Again, at a point, we might ought to look at the way we're operating. Yeah, uh, you know, at, at, some, at some, we've been doing this for years, and here's where we are. Here's this is the spot we're in now. Yeah, and, yeah. And you know, and I just, it, it's why it always cracks me up whenever something happens in a federal court, usually, uh, where a judge rules that we can't do this awful thing that we're trying to do, and we try to tell the federal government to stay out of our business, which we know fully now that we would fold. Yeah. without the oh, federal yeah. government we're supporting already, our business. We're already folding in so many areas. Yeah. Well, you know, I was looking this week, uh, and this is not part of our topic, but I thought it was funny. Not funny, it's just uh, tragic. Uh, in certain counties, especially in the Wiregrass area and down there, over a third of the children down there don't have enough food to eat. They don't have enough food that's, to eat. That's just... You know, a third of the mm -hmm. children, say in Dallas County, and Wilcox These County. These are solvable problems, Green people. County, mm -hmm. And, and they, they're third of the children don't have food to eat. Now, no child asks to be poor. No child deserves to be yeah. hungry. No, no, not to be hungry. I mean, and, and you're right, it's a solvable problem. Yeah. Other people have solved these problems. Yeah. Uh, there are states out there that we could mimic in solving yeah. these problems. Well, we're gonna have to try to do that. We're gonna have to take a quick break. When we come back, we're celebrating six years of the voice of Alabama politics coming to your home. We'll be right back with news and cake. <laughs> hey, I'm Jamie Johnson. When we reach the age of 18, voting becomes our civic duty. But what if it was our job? We wouldn't be so quick to call in sick or go back home if the lines were too long or just dismiss the idea altogether. Elections are also how we collectively write the song that tells our story, and voting is our solitary voice. So register to vote and go get your government-issued photo ID and add your voice to the song of Alabama. What a great opportunity for your success. Adding half a million highly skilled employees to our workforce by 2025 is how we stay ahead in Alabama. Our economy is stronger than it's been in years, and a skilled workforce is more important than ever. Things move fast, so choose your path. Your success is waiting, plus a great future for Alabama. Success Plus. Go for it. Happy anniversary, baby. Welcome back to the V. We love to celebrate, right? We, we love it. Yeah. We just had our 300th anniversary a few months ago. 300th anniversary. 
300, 300 episodes. episodes. How old are you? Yeah, well, God we're sakes. getting a little long in the tooth, I guess. <laughs> well, that's celebrating. So uh, now we've been we're, corrupt a long time. Yeah. Now, 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 Actually, we just like Ligger's Cake. It's very yeah. big yeah. thing. Now, <laughs> now we, uh, we, it's our sixth year here. Sixth year, man. And, uh, I can't wow. believe it. Josh, you've been with us half of that time. That's right, yeah. It's been, been a nice been a nice. Jonathan's been with us since the very beginning. I've enjoyed yeah. it. I'm glad we're here another year. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And Susan? And, just glad our viewers love us. Yeah, me too. So that 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 we'd like to thank everybody for all your support. And yeah, this this best job I've ever had. Doesn't pay much, but it's a fun <laughs> job. Anyway, we've got to get on to uh, some of the happenings here in the state, right? Yeah, that's right. Nice. Thanks for celebrating with us. We'll be right back. Happy anniversary, baby. Got you on my Hey man, what are you doing today? Um, play the game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a head on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. y'all celebrating six years with us. Josh, I'm going to have to come to you on this one because this is, uh, this is, uh, this is the Alabama Democratic Party yet once again is a bird's nest with a hand grenade in it. You know, it's a, one of those eggs is actually a hand grenade. But there looks like there is end in sight mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to the reign of Nancy Worley and Joe Reed. Yeah. But there's also... A lot of moving parts that are very difficult for those of us who don't follow democratic politics every yeah. day. If you can kind of catch us up with where the story is. <laughs> yeah, lies. well, if you don't follow it every day and you'd like a good example, just light your trash can on fire. Uh, but no, um, the, uh, in the middle of the kitchen. Yeah, um, uh, and float it down the river. Uh, no, all right, so here's where we are. Uh, this week. Uh, this week we had letters that came from everybody, <laughs> from the young Democrats, uh, mainly the Afri African Americans uh, and uh, the young Democrats. Well, I wrote a letter to Nancy Worley saying they felt like they had been wholly underrepresented uh, as part of the party and you know they gave some statistics that would seem to show that they are really, really underrepresented. Uh, I want to say there are like three, three out of 250 or so SDEC members uh, that are under 30 and that's you know, atrocious. Yeah. Uh, so the, that letter came in, which was a really important letter in the grand scheme of things. When you're trying to remove Worley and Reed from the from the top of this party, there there's going to be a lawsuit at some point. I think everybody suspects this is coming pretty soon, and that lawsuit is going to be based around the fact that the Black Caucus of the Alabama Democratic Party, which is headed up by Joe Reed, uh, has written into the rules here because of the past history of this state, which is probably in our constitution somewhere. Uh, <laughs> they had disenfranchised a lot of black voters here and so they made sure that in this in the Democratic Party which was at the time the dominant party in the state I know that's hard to believe uh, but they have a special <clears throat> place here and so they have a right to be represented fully as everybody should 
So there's going to be lawsuits based around <coughs> that, and the young Democrats coming in and saying that this is not something uh, that, that they're underrepresented, and so that's what the DNC and this change party that's trying to take over right now are trying to alleviate, is the young, Dem young Dems, uh, also the LGBTQ folks, mm -hmm. uh, Asians and Hispanics mm -hmm. are underrepresented as a whole <coughs> in this group here. So, and so they're going to they're going to form a new caucus there for them, and that's what's going to happen <coughs> at the November second meeting. The right, because now gonna, the yeah. DNC has said that Tom Tom Perez, head of the DNC, has said that they're not recognizing Nancy Worley's right. meeting in her bylaws, but they are recognizing the yes. just mm -hmm. October fifth meeting yes. and October the 5th. bylaws by the reformers. Because yes. her meeting was the twelfth, <coughs> which was a week later, yeah. which was outside the guidelines of the DNC to start with. Mm -hmm. And I believe at that meeting they, they uh, voted not to have a November 2nd meeting. Right. But now the DNC has come back and said, yes, you will have a November 2nd yeah. meeting. So, Jonathan, do y'all get popcorn and, you know, oh, yeah. everything and oh, kind yeah. of look at this? This go, is great. You know, just eating popcorn. All the Republicans are sitting back going, my goodness, yeah. uh, bless y'all's heart. <laughs> you know, but I will say this, uh, you know, I've got, I'm going to toe the line here for a second and I'm going to say, look, you know, if you want to see how it would be for Democrats running the show, just take a look at their party. <laughs> oh! Well, if you want to take a look at how it works for Republicans, just look at the whole state. Uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and the White House. Uh, and, uh, you know, look, no, look. I feel a Bronx cheer. <laughs> I think we are, though, at the... At, there's light at the end of the tunnel here. I believe that that we're and it's not an Reed, oncoming train. I hope. I don't think so. Uh, I, I think that they made some strategic mistakes along the way here, uh, in in terms of le the legal battle that'll probably take place. And I think that by missing that October fifth meeting and <coughs> not chairing that meeting, I think that was a pretty big mistake on her part. Uh, and and I, I'm interested to see if they show up on November 2nd, and, and she tries to chair the meeting. Is there, and your reporting suggests that Chris England has now jumped mm -hmm. into the race, which he is a strong, mm -hmm. very, very bright mm -hmm. individual who could do it. Very no-nonsense. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, he is. He's Chris England, yeah. I think, could really, you know, make a difference. You know, in all seriousness, uh, I really think he could probably bring it back to where it needs to be. And all this really is, is a hijacking of the party. People that don't like uh, what the people of the party want, mm -hmm. so they're trying to skirt the rules and make it where they can stay in power. You know, and I mean, that's what people have done for well, thousands of years. And that's so. exactly, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, Chris England has very strong leadership skills. <clears> and the problem with the, D the Democratic Party in Alabama right now is it's not about leadership, it's yeah. about maintaining power. What, right, but one of the things that happened, look, the Republicans have only been in power for a little less than a decade, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, but, and not that much has changed. I mean, you still have corruption, you still have uh, the you know, poor education, all this, mm -hmm. not that much has changed. But what has changed is, the perception of the party. But the perception is partly because the leadership that led the Democratic Party for years died out mm -hmm. or retired or just became inept. Yeah. And and Mike Hubbard, to his credit, as big a crook as he is, he led, he took advantage of that. Yeah, he yes, did. he did very well, effectively. And, and, you know, the, there are just basic things that need to take place in the party at the top there that aren't being done right now for, for Democrats. And, and, you know, just, I mean, just, you know, messaging and things of that nature that just goes on day to day, kind of behind the scenes that, that make a difference for a party. And that's where they have fallen. Uh, here and and so I think what they're trying to establish at this point is just a viable party. 
right. uh, at the top and to aid candidates. Well, and for me, I think we are best served, and I know there are people who disagree with me, I think we're best served. We have two 100%. strong parties Absolutely. so that you can. We can all agree that this week we learned some very, very tragic news. Camille Cupcake McKinney, mm. who had been missing, was tragically found dead. We hope that she now dances with the angels. Breath.